Okay, welcome to the Emergency Goalies. And our last episode, we were talking about how bad the Blackhawks were doing and especially the goaltending was struggling. Well, I don't know, maybe it was, maybe they were listening to us. I don't know, it's just law of averages. I don't know, but the Blackhawks goaltending, especially uh, Peter Morazic, much, much better in the three games this week. Uh, he only gave up one goal in two games. They won against the Blues Saturday. Yeah, and then they, they, they shut out the Ducks. The Ducks, that's right. But yeah, they were two um, basically terrific performances by Mrazic and gave up one goal against the Blues, shut out the Ducks, and yeah, it was very nice to see a good goaltending effort. And the offense was pretty good, but actually Bedard didn't do much in the first Two games. He had two assists against the Capitals, the one game the Blackhawks lost. But, you know, overall it was a a good week, and I think the story was the goaltending. Yeah, absolutely. The the shutout over the Ducks was just an absolute steal of a game from Mrazic. I, I don't think there's any doubt that that was his best game as a Blackhawk. Uh, he was just – he was really sharp all night. And, you know, then he followed it up two days later with a near shutout. I mean, I, the Blues scored their one goal. I think it was like with one minute left in the game or two minutes left, something like that. So, yeah, just two really, really good performances in a row. Soderbloom came in. He, he, you know, he, he hasn't really picked up his game much yet. I, I did feel like he maybe played a little bit better um, in the Washington game. I felt like the rebound control is maybe a little better than we've seen, but you know, he still ended up giving up four goals. So it's not, uh, yeah, maybe one of those things where the process is maybe starting to improve, but we haven't seen the results yet. And so we can at least hope there, but yeah, uh, absolutely. The story of the week was, was Mrazic. And, you know, like you said, the first couple of games, I mean, the Blackhawks only scored four goals, I mean, basically, they averaged two goals per game over these three games. You know, it was one nothing, three one, and then losing two to four. So, you know, it, it, the offense is going to continue to be a struggle. That that Anaheim win, that one nothing win, was the first time the Blackhawks won a game where they scored fewer than four goals. So, I mean, we've had games where the offense has shown up, but it's always been in like run and gun games where there's been scoring on both sides essentially and on occasion the blackhawks have been able to to come out on top on that but these were the first couple of games where you know there was at least solid defensive effort from the blackhawks and they were able to win a game this was definitely not shut down defense games this was goaltender led but i do feel like there's at least three defensemen now that have been mm-hmm. playing pretty solid. Um, you know, Vlastic's been solid all year long, and I think he's actually improving. Um, you know, we still see a few rookie mistakes here and there, but uh, just he's stepping up offensively a little bit more um, pretty much on a week-by-week basis. He just seems to be growing in confidence. And Seth Jones has been pretty solid all year. Um, you know, obviously still not the difference maker that he was brought here to be, but you know, he's, he's playing pretty solid. And then uh, uh, Louis Crevier uh, has been a very, very pleasant surprise 
where he's come up and just played a simple, effective game where a lot of times you don't even notice him. And as a defenseman, that's especially as a third pairing kind of guy, that's what you want. And yeah, it's just been a really pleasant surprise. And when you got three defensemen that are playing pretty well, win a few games here and there uh, with, with some defense. Um, and, you know, it, uh, even uh, the Washington game, I think that might've been Col- uh, uh, Murphy's best game in a long time. Um, he did obviously score the goal, but it, I, I thought his play beyond the goal was, was uh, much more solid than, than what we've, we've seen. So maybe he can take uh, a step up in confidence as well, both with the goal and uh, I thought he eliminated some plays in the defensive zone a lot better than he has been. So, and hey, then, uh, you know, maybe maybe they can scrape some stuff together here. Yeah, and then there's about the weirdest stat line I think when I don't think anyone would have expected. Uh, Zaitsev had two points against the Blues. That was just like, what is that? Yeah, I mean, you know, he he can still shoot the puck. Um, there's there's no doubt there. Uh, he's you know, honestly, last year he was maybe the worst defenseman in the NHL. I, he hasn't played that poorly this year. Even defensively, I feel like he looks like a typical like seventh defenseman sort of thing. Um, whereas last year he was just a complete and utter disaster every time he was out there. So, you know, I, maybe he sees his career flashing before his eyes a little bit, you know, obviously in the last year of his contract, maybe he feels like he needs to show a little bit of something this year. Otherwise uh, his NHL career may be over. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, you know, honestly, it, I, I, last year, you know, he, uh, he was the tank commander essentially. And he was in there and it was pretty much an automatic <laughs> loss every time he was out there but uh this year you know when he's in the lineup i I don't see it as a scary proposition like he like i did last year so you know good on him and like i said he can still shoot the puck so if you can get him the yeah if he can get open in the slot like he was he can still bury it and then yeah like i said you know murphy scored uh vlasic scored this past week so i mean the defenseman adding to the offense a little bit. Um, and they seem to be making an effort there to, to engage. And it's something that Richardson's been pushing. So very good to see. They need to do, because obviously, as we've talked about, they don't have a lot of yeah. depth up front. So, you know, right. Well, and it just, it, it just makes them more difficult to play against mm-hmm. too. And I think that's something that's been prevalent over the last kind of two or three weeks where, you know, I think a few weeks ago we kind of talked about, hey, they're stepping up the four check game a little bit. And then two weeks ago, um, you know, it was like, hey, we've got they were actually rolling four lines. It was still inconsistent, but you know, they were all playing pretty well at times. And you know, Vlasic started stepping up, Seth Jones started stepping up. Now it feels like all of the defensemen are stepping up. And if they can kind of get all those parts working together. You, you you get some some wins here and there, and I think this past week is a very good example of that. And that's more of the type of effort that we saw last year, where 
you know, the talent not there, but systemically and commitment wise, um, the team played as a team more often. Um, whereas the, the beginning of this year, it was very disjointed, a lot of new faces, a lot of rookies. It, it was just, it didn't come together much, but the last few weeks it's, it's, it's growing. And obviously after we were talking about, there's not much like on the offensive end to really talk about other than what we just did with the defenseman, but otherwise. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's been Bedard and Dickinson driving most things. Uh, I, one little tidbit, uh, Cole Gutman had been really, really bad his first seven, eight games of the season. I felt like the last two games, uh, he's been much better. Uh, actually making some plays uh, with the puck on his stick, playing a little more confidently, taking the second line from being just a complete and utter disaster to being um, subpar. <laughs> <laughs> which, you know, you can live with subpar a little better than you. I mean, you, there were games where, you know, the so-called second line was just, you know, getting outshot like 10 to one stuff like that. Um, that hasn't been happening in the last couple of games. So that's a, another one of those positive developments. And also a little shout out to Philip Kershev's, um soccer ability. Do you really have yeah. that? But no, that was like, I think that might've been the most blatant, kicking the puck in the net I've ever seen. <laughs> Definitely up there. Um, you know, usually it's on scrambles on pucks in front of the net. This was, you know, he was basically wide open and there wasn't, there wasn't any traffic or anything. It was just the pucks right there and I'm going to kick it. And yeah, it, you know, it was the right call. Um, but Hey, you know, he, he followed up. He was, he was pretty solid Yeah, he was. Uh, in, in the capitals game as well, even. Yeah, you know, there's still at least a little bit of chemistry there with um, with Bedard, yeah. where, you know, they started off hot, but then I felt like they kind of hit a lull. But, it, you know, that's another thing I think that's improved a little bit over this last week is uh, that line uh, seems to be finding a little bit more energy and chemistry. Uh, I know Richardson's been uh, talking about Bedard needing to be a little more uh, aggressive, chasing pucks and, you know, just uh, showing a little more fight uh, in the neutral zone, that sort of thing to, to, to hound the opposing team and get pucks back. And I think we're starting to see that a little bit more. Um, and then obviously that absolutely filthy saucer pass that he had on the yeah, Connor Murphy goal on, on, on Sunday was beautiful. Yeah. I was about to say every, you know, sometimes you're like, just out of nowhere, you'll be like, Oh, that guy just made like one of the, like one of the most elite plays you've ever seen. But like that was like it was yeah. totally wrong. It was like, whatever, this game's over. You're not kind of just kind of half watching. And then I look up and see that, that pass and you're like, wow. Yeah. Well, in, in, you know, it's something that he did on a, you know, not regular basis, but it, it's, it's a, a trick that he pulled off more than once uh, in juniors. And he's tried it in the NHL um, more than a few times. And even once earlier in the game, he he tried to pull off something similar and the puck was very easily intercepted. Mm -hmm. And I almost tweeted out um, after that, that turnover, I was like, 
Connor Bedard has really got to stop trying these backhand cross ice passes in the <laughs> offensive zone because the yeah. NHL, you just don't get, away. you don't get away with that. But I stopped myself, and then it was like ten minutes later, boom, just you know, a perfect prime example um, of of that working. Um, and so, yeah, so maybe maybe he can get away with it, but. That's still not something you really want to see on a regular basis. It's one of those things that, that is like a good point though overall, but like he's gonna have to learn that there's some things you can do and right. lesser talent that you can't do in the danger, but then no, maybe you can. Yeah, you know, I think it's one of those things where you, you need to pick your spots with that kind of stuff. You you don't want to do that in a in a tie game or when your team has the lead. Um, but in a game like the Capitals where they were down by a couple of goals and you know, you need to pull a rabbit out of the hat. That's when you go into that bag of tricks. I mean, you didn't yeah. see Patrick Kane doing the spinoramas and stuff like that very often um, when the, the Hawks were, were ahead in game or, or in close games, I should say. There were times where he pulled it off when they were like three goals up sort of thing. Right. Yeah. Um, it, situational awareness. You you, you want to be more like Patrick Kane, less like Christopher Stieg. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who, you know, would try that stuff when the Hawks were protecting a one goal lead with three minutes left in the game. And, you know, even in playoff games, Christopher Steak tried to try to do stuff like that. And it was just infuriating. And so, yeah, so Bedard, you know, I'm not worried about it. He, he, he's definitely got more hockey brain, <laughs> hockey IQ than, than uh, Christopher Steak does. So he'll figure it out. And of course, in the other the other end of it too, it's just well, that stuff. The other guy has to be prepared too. The guy, right? And hey, Murphy was. Yep. You know, Murphy stepped into it was you know a huge space in the middle of the ice, and Murphy read it. Bedard laid it out there perfectly, and then hey, Murphy buried it. Uh, you know, it, it it was still a one on one from a decent distance away and he beat the goalie clean. So, you know, nice finish by Murphy. Yep. So I don't know if you have anything else for this week that you want to. Uh, you know, I think we should probably just note that Korczynski has been out the last couple of games with a family matter and it doesn't sound like he's going to be traveling to Edmonton for this yeah. next game either. So um, whatever it know, is. It's, yeah, it's indefinite. You know, it it might be some of one of those things where it's like, oh, an illness in the family as opposed to a death in the family where there's a more finite length of time. So yeah, yeah you know, who knows when he'll be back. Um it, it doesn't is. sound like it it, it 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 doesn't sound like it's related to the world juniors where the Hawks would be loaning him out or anything. So but whatever um, it is, hopefully it it works out okay for him. But yeah, obviously, yeah. Just yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, you know, it was, it was an encouraging week. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we were pretty down on the gold t- tender situation stuff, but sometimes those things go in cycles, and maybe we were just due for a positive. yeah. I mean, uh, you know, absolutely. That's that's definitely something that's always in flux. Who can ever figure out goalies? But you know, even this week. The Blackhawks are going to struggle to win games if the goalies don't play well. So, you know, in those previous couple of weeks when the goalies weren't, it was ugly. <laughs> um, 
you know, this, this isn't the sort of thing where like Connor Bedard can carry them to very many victories. That's going to be very rare where he's going to be able to put up three or four points in a day. And, um, you know, and even when that stuff happens, if the goaltending isn't there, they could still lose that game four to three or something like that. So, yep. Uh, it, most of the most of the wins this year will likely be a result of goaltending. So, um, obviously, we already talked a little about um, the next game against the Oilers because we weren't sure when we were going to record this one. So, but it, yeah. against Bedard, that's you know that's always going to be uh, Bedard against um, McDavid. I mean. Yeah, and I mean, they've been scorching hot of late. Um, I think they might have lost their last game, but I think they had broken off like six straight wins before that. So, yeah, they were due to go on the roll because they're yeah, talented to be way bad. too talented. I, I think at one point they were the second or third worst team in the league after like a month. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's no longer the case. They're, they're, they're finding their game a little bit. So um, that's definitely more of a... <laughs> uh, competitive uh, game than we thought it might be yeah, and then the um, even a couple of weeks ago. The next game after that is a team that, you know, I guess maybe we shouldn't be surprised that they've regressed so much this year, but they're in Seattle and it's just, it's been more of what you would expect from a, you know, expansion team this year than before. Yeah, I expected regression. I did not expect this much regress regression. Uh, uh, Seattle right now is a bottom five team in the league. I still feel like they've got a little more talent than that. Um, I think they should at least be competing for the playoffs. Yeah. Um, even though I I kind of figured they'd maybe finish a little outside of it, um, especially considering uh, how much Vancouver has improved this year. But yeah, um, you know, I'm going to be there <laughs> watching that game uh, and it's, you know, two struggling teams. So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be, I'll be happy with a victory from either side of that game. Uh, you know, obviously with neither team really competing much this year, um, it's just one of those where uh, I, I don't even mind rooting for the crack <laughs> a little bit uh, to maybe get their season turned around a little. Yeah, just hoping for an exciting game. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, and then Sunday, uh, they come back home, play Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vancouver has cooled off a little bit from their hot start. Um, yeah. But I, I I haven't been paying quite as much attention, but um, I think I do, I do remember reading um, that, like, over the last week or two, they maybe started picking their play back up a little bit, so... That'll definitely be the biggest challenge, maybe out of the three games that we face. Um, although you at least get to take them on at home as opposed to Edmonton on the road. Yes. Um, the Blackhawks have definitely played better at home than they have on the road. So uh, mm-hmm. definitely got to keep that in mind. Yeah. So I'd be tough on these couple of road games, but I mean, as yeah. we've said, they're going to be the underdog in pretty much every game. They play maybe mm-hmm. they maybe. Yeah, I, I mean, I would say certainly every home or every away game this year, they're they're going to be the underdog. Yeah. Um, even against San Jose, I think they would end up being the underdog. In, um, you know, if they're playing in California, but yeah. uh, at the UC, uh, yeah, you know, maybe a, a game against the Sharks or the Kraken if the Kraken still continue to 
to play poorly, that sort of thing. But yeah, it's going to be a rare thing for the Blackhawks to ever be favored in a game this year. Yep. So anyway, but we'll be here to cover it and maybe the Peter Mrazek will keep playing well and they can steal a few more games. Mm-hmm. Unless you're into the tank and then maybe you hope that doesn't happen. But yeah, I think top five is fairly secure this year, regardless of how, <laughs> uh, uh, how much potential the Blackhawks have, even if they play to their fullest potential, I, they're, they're still going to end up bottom five. And if you finish bottom five, you've got a pretty good shot at the lottery. So, yeah. So let's just cheer for them to win. Yeah. Our policy anyway. Yeah. This is not like the Bedard tank here. This is, it's, it's a little different. You can, you can hope for a lottery win, but, Rooting for all loss every night is not um, going to be fun for people this year, especially since we have actual young players to root for yeah. and to succeed. So, yep. Yeah. All right. So, Michael on Twitter, MJ underscore Ernst. And I'm STH85. And, yep, you can get the podcast on the Apple Podcast app and Spotify and wherever else you get podcasts. And, yeah, we'll be back next week. And, Maybe the Blackhawks will get a couple more wins.